Hello, we're back. Yes! Hi, Mitch Gallo here. The Hot Topic Podcast is brought to you by Eviva Greek Tavern, which has moved. They're now at 4868 Sources Corner and Salm Leving across from Old Adonis. They have great lunch specials starting at $9.95 every day. A variety of fresh fish daily, and you can even order your fish of choice in advance. You can also find them on Uber Eats and Skip the Dishes. The Hot Topic Podcast is also brought to you by Club CDL. CDL is the place for tennis, squash, and fitness located at 8305 Chemin, Cote de Lies, in the West Island. They have nine clay indoor courts and four indoor hard courts. They also have four squash courts and a full gym with a ton of free classes. You should definitely check them out and until October 15th, their tennis, squash, and fitness memberships are all 25% off. So check them out at www.clubcdl.com or on Facebook at Club CDL. You are my best friend forever. No thanks. No thanks. Yeah, no thanks. Gallo and Sean are the best guys with that show I love. It's called what? The show you love that you don't know the name of? No, because uh, I'm in a mental hospital. I can't get out. <laughs> Hold on, I got it for you. It's more of a, uh, a hot topic. <laughs> hot topic, yeah, yeah. Hot topic, hot topic. Yeah. Seamster Campbell. You are my best friend forever. No. No. Campbell and Gallo, two guys who spend way too much time together. They're, they're pretty tight, those guys. Similar interests. They hit that show, Hot Topic. That's what best friends do. No! 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 Oh, yeah, we're back. Episode number two of the Hot Topic podcast with Gallo and Campbell. Hotelpo! And uh, just to uh, paint an image for you, we are recording this podcast at the Bell Center. I am looking down at the Montreal Canadiens logo right now. It's been a long day for both of us, but we're still here for you, the listener, because thank you if you took the time to listen last week, or if you clicked subscribe, or if you left the comment, and you could check us out on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on Google Play. Every platform you can imagine, we're on it. So check it out, and thanks for doing so. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you think of the Hotopo, the Hot Topic podcast. I want to get your reaction, what you liked and what you didn't like, because, Mitch, there's so many things we can change, we can try, things that you like, things that you don't like. We want to do this for the listener. And that's why we're doing it. And, uh, you know, thanks uh, to our uh, great sponsors, uh, Eviva Greek Tavern and Club CDL. We're able to provide that for you. And we're really excited to do it again. Episode two of the Hotopo, which you are not on board on. But at the first episode, a lot of tweets, a lot of tweets. And by the way, you could tweet us at Sean R. Campbell at Mitch Y. Gallo. That's the best way to get into contact with us to tell us what you think. But a lot of people on board with what the kids are calling it, the Hotopo. I'm just going to stick with the uh, Hot Topic podcast because it sounds a whole lot better to me than uh, 
like the Hotopo sounds like uh, on South Park when they redid part of the city. Uh, it, it used to be shitty part of town, and then they changed it. I forget the the name, but it was something like Hotopo. Seriously. Yeah. Because they had the shitty walk, it was in the shitty part of town. And maybe they- this is just a shitty podcast, so it was the Hotopo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Uh, but uh, thank you to everybody. Let's get things started here, Sean, by going around the horn with Rapid Fire. Of course, uh, Rapid Fire is brought to you by uh, good friends of ours at Angry Monkey. Angry Monkey, check them out because uh, they got me in awesome shape for my fight against Jason Rockman. I was uh, victorious in that fight. They don't just do boxing. Uh, They have kickboxing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, women and kids classes, and more. They're located on Avenue uh, Verdun, uh, right by uh, your neck of the woods. So check out Angry Monkey. Yeah, and uh, my kid can kick your ass because he took jiu-jitsu classes there. Yeah, well, he's a tough kid. Yeah, he is. Let's go! Uh, But hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Uh. <laughs> All right. How are the kids doing? What about Flurry? What about Suzuki? What's going on with these kids in the Montreal Canadiens? Right off the bat with the Habs here, Sean. Uh, yeah. The kids. Uh, are they all right? No, they're not doing. Uh, they're not doing that great, actually. Uh, I don't want to come on the Hot Topic podcast and start just ripping the young players of the Montreal Canadiens because I think they have tremendous futures ahead of them. Uh, But Suzuki looks like he's a bit behind the pace right now. Doesn't look like he's ready for uh, the NHL game. Don't worry. I think he's going to be okay. I think he's still a great prospect, and we're only four games into his NHL career. Uh, But he might be better suited to uh, get some time, maybe with the Laval Rocket. We know Mark Bergevin did say if at some point it looked like he wasn't up for the pace, uh, they would send him down. I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. And we've also already seen Kale Fleury as a scratch on a couple different occasions. Uh, So he also uh, did not play the best of games against uh, Carolina, and then it got even harder for him against Toronto, obviously a high-powered offensive team. Uh, so uh, are the kids all right right now? The answer is no. Yeah, there's a progression of steps. You're in the lineup. You start the season. Then you become a healthy scratch, and then the next step is Laval. And we've seen that happen to Kale Flurry, where he's been a healthy scratch. I want to see him back in the lineup before they start thinking about Laval. And it's the same thing with Nick Suzuki. Three out of the four games that he started, he's finished on the fourth line. Yeah. He starts on the second, and then he ends on the fourth line. That is not a good start. The next step is out of the lineup. The next step out of the lineup is in Laval. That's not the direction you want to be going. And I do think I'm the same way. I still i am going to hold off on Laval. I'm not saying put them in Laval. But I, I thought that there was opportunities for Suzuki offensively against certain matchups, including Detroit didn't happen for him at all but i'm willing to be patient but i'm not gonna be patient past the 10 uh, game mark it's not because of 10 games i i want them with the canadians for 10 games if not then start calling up and start using veterans i completely agree and you know there's no reason why you can't send them down for a bit and then bring them up that's the advantage of having these uh, young players right they don't uh, require waivers up and down they can go Uh, and, and we did see it last year uh, Victor Mete, I thought, was a new player after spending some time in Laval with the coaching staff there, uh, specifically Joel Bouchard. Uh, he, he only went down for a few weeks, Sean, but he came back, looked like a new man, and then uh, jumped right back into the mix of things. Also went down there with the right attitude, so no reason why that can't happen for Fleury and Suzuki as well. Just because you send them down to the Rocket, that doesn't mean they have to be there all year. It could be a short stint. All right, well, you mentioned Victor Mete. 
the Habs defense as a whole has been very shoddy. Oh, shoddy is the word you want to use uh, We could go with not sharp. We could go with dull, whatever you want to use that the coach said the other day. But I'm just you saying. Don't want, you, you don't want to say for the Canadians, let's say you have uh, the three areas on the ice. The defensive zone right now would be the shitty part of town. Yeah. It hasn't been uh, the hotopo of the, of, the <laughs> hockey, of the hockey rink. So that's the thing. What do we do to solve this uh, problem on defense for the Montreal Canadiens? And I'm not saying that you, I use Victor Mente as a, an example, but Victor Mente is <laughs> playing with Shea Weber, and it's not working right now. Right. Well, I think it really depends on who you're playing because teams throw different things at you. Like, Victor Mente has some strengths, but Ben Sherratt has a, a different skill set. I really, Sean, I know they, they paid a lot of money to Sherratt, and they, they want to use him in that spot next to Jeff Petrie. I really think that Kulak was the perfect partner for Petrie. And I think forcing Sherratt into that spot has kind of disrupted everything. And I know they're probably hesitant because of what happened with Alsner, that they don't want to start messing around with Sherratt too much and rattle his confidence. So to me, I think the right move at this point is to bring Kulak back in the lineup, play Kulak with Petrie, play Sherratt with Weber. Sherratt's a more experienced player. I know it's a bit concerning with the speed, and maybe it depends on the matchups. That's why I go back to that. Like, you got St. Louis coming up, and that would be a team I'd, be a perfect I, I, I think would be okay. The games against Tampa, you might want to use Weber. The games against Boston, you might want to use Sherratt. Games against Toronto, you might want to go back to Mete. You know what I mean? Like, it depends on the matchup for me and who you're going up and what the other team's top players are like. Uh, but I do want to see. Like, I definitely it, want to see Kulak. But I, is Sean, I, Kulak is it, needs to be this, back in the line. Tell me this. Kulak, Kulak, Kulak. Is, this, is it the end of the world if Sherratt plays on the third pairing? No. And, I, and you know what? If Sherratt's going to be on the third pairing, wouldn't he be the perfect guy to play with Kale Fleury? A young guy, a guy that's been in the league. I think it's hard for Kulak to be the guy next to Kale yeah. Fleury. And maybe that's one of the reasons why he's out of the lineup, because he's next to Kale Fleury. But I do want to see Kale Fleury again. But maybe Kale Fleury, instead of being next to a Kulak, or you think about maybe putting him next to a Weber, uh, not a Weber, a uh, Mete, who's with Weber, and you bring him down, maybe Sherratt is the guy to put with Kale Fleury to calm things down. You know who would have been perfect for Kale Fleury? not with the team anymore. He's with the Vancouver Canucks. Jordy Ben. Jordy Ben would have been perfect for Kale Fleury. Maybe so. Uh, Sean, earlier it was uh, penalty issues for the Canadians, and the penalty issues have kind of led to PK issues. Uh, the penalty kill for the Canadians, it's becoming the storyline that the power play was a year ago. Move your feet. Once the opposition sets up in the offensive zone, the Montreal Canadiens' power play stands still. you got to move your feet. They're great in the neutral zone. They're great on the forecheck. But once teams set up and they're getting into the system you have to find a way to disrupt them and by you being stagnant and standing in a box that is exactly how teams def practice they put four pylons this is pretty much what it looks like for the canadians on the penalty kill and you need to be able to clear out and your goalie needs to make an initial save but when everybody's set up and you're able to go across for these beautiful one-timers you know carrie price keith Kincaid, they have zero shot you have to disrupt a power play so they're not set up once a power play gets set up they become dangerous. You have to make sure that they're fighting for pucks. They're in their feet. They're making passes that they don't want to make. The Canadians aren't doing any of that. Yeah, and the thing that's bothered me is they've let the top weapons of other teams beat them when they've been on the penalty kill. 
let if 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 and I know you know usually it's the top five players on the team on a power play, but let the lesser players beat you. You're playing uh, Detroit. Don't let Mantha beat you. He did. You're playing against Buffalo. Don't let Eichel beat you. He did. You're playing against Toronto. Don't let Matthews beat you. He did. That is a concern. Everybody knows on the Canadians, their weapon on the power play is Shea Weber, and they try to take him away. And so far, they've done a really good job at doing that. The Canadians do have power play goals, but not off the stick of Shea Weber. So take, take what the other teams do and try to emulate it. Just stop the other team's top player. All right, Mitch, we continue on the Hoto Po. Biggest surprise so far in the NHL this year? Well, I'll have to go with uh, some of the slow starts we've seen, uh, notably uh, the San Jose Sharks, Sean. Yeah, that's how we started episode one. Yeah, you Stanley uh, Cup winners. You picked them to win the uh, Stanley yeah. Cup. Hey, they did get a win uh, over uh, Chicago. I'm not changing my pick well, one episode can't. in. You can't. I'm not. Uh, they did get a win over Chicago. Uh, Patrick Marlowe back in the fold, and he scores uh, two goals in his first game back with the uh, with the San Jose Sharks. But how slow they started. Uh, surprised me, but then you look at the fact that uh, they had Evander Kane serving that suspension, back-to-back -back games against Vegas to start the year, not the easiest schedule, uh, a lot of moving Carlson parts. Carlson missed a game. Carlson missed a game uh, for the birth of his child, so... Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give uh, San Jose a break, but I did uh, think that was uh, one of the surprises early on, and then I'll throw uh, the uh, the amount of points uh, by Mika Zibanejad. I think Mika Zibanejad's a good player, and uh, clearly there's going to be a lot of chemistry with uh, Zibanejad, uh, Bushnevich, and uh, and Panarin on the top line for the New York Rangers. But man, oh man, couple four point games right out of the gates here. Uh, Zibanejad has been a big time surprise. Yeah, it's funny. I wanted to say James Neal, but is it a surprise that someone's scoring that many goals next to Connor McDavid? No, it's not. it's not. I mean, it's a surprise that James Neal has scored as many goals as he did last year, this year. But it's not a surprise you go from playing on Calgary's third, fourth line to playing with the best player in the game. You would expect some sort of amplification of your game. Well, I'm sure uh, you've noticed that uh, we're in a hockey pool together and uh, James Neal's on my roster just because uh, I figured he knew how to put the puck in the net at one point. So... Uh, you don't lose that skill. I actually didn't notice that James Neal was on your roster. Yeah. I didn't look that deep on yeah. your roster. I'll there was a couple guys that you took that I was upset with. <laughs> but, uh, as, as there usually is. So uh, seven goals to start the year here. Uh, pretty impressive for James Neal, no doubt. Yeah, the one I wanted was uh, Rupe uh, Hints. Rupe and, Hints again. Uh, yeah. He's on fire, too, to start the year, playing with uh, Jamie Benn. Yes. But I didn't get him. I didn't get Neal. I'm happy with my picks, though. I just I screwed up my goalies. Yeah. I totally. I've already made like three waiver claims on goalies. I don't know what to do in that. Yeah, I, I learned three years ago don't touch Corey Schneider with a 10 foot pole. Yeah. I already dropped him <laughs> after picking him up. Yeah. Oh, it's a disaster. Yeah. Uh, disaster. Uh, you want to talk line juggling for 30 seconds for the Montreal Canadiens? I'm good with it. Yeah. Whatever Claude wants to do, man, he knows how to coach. It's just coaching. He always tells us it's just coaching, so. I uh, I do want to see uh, Gallagher with uh, with Domi at some point though. I don't know when, but I want to see it. I I, I, I like think it's gonna, it's gonna it's gonna happen, but I I think it's gonna take a long time for that to happen. I really do think. Imagine it's how be. much they're gonna piss people off. Domi Gallagher, who would you put on the left side? Android. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, big props to uh, Jonathan Drouin so far early in the season for the Montreal Canadiens. A point every single game that yeah. he's played so far. All right, that was the 
Angry Monkey Rapid Fire. I encourage you to check them out on Verdun Avenue in Verdun. Boxing, kickboxing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, women and kids classes, and more. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Mitch? Yeah. Are you ready for a pop quiz? Yeah, let's do it. Pop quiz. I'm so curious, because sometimes I ask questions you get angry about. You're like, ah, oh, this is <laughs> stupid. And I do it too. Yeah. Right? Because, But I also find on the pop quiz that you and I are both very good understanding each other's hockey knowledge yeah. with the questions. Mm-hmm. And I know you want to perform better this week because you struggled last week knowing the amount of hat-tricks that the Montreal Canadiens had last year and the five players that did it, and you went uh, 0 for 3. Couldn't yeah. remember one player that had a hat trick with the Canadians last year. No dice. And uh, I was just happy with my Mark Savard. That was good. All right, so I'm going to start things off. Yep. Pop quiz for you, Mitch Gallo. Yep. Since 2010, only one player has had more than 300 penalty minutes. I would like you to tell me that one player. Since 2010, because you know, you know, penalty minutes have gone down. They're low. Like last year, I'll give you an example. Vander Kane led penalty minutes last year with 153. And then it was 212, 154, 177, and then 100, and 238. These is, that's the last five years of penalty minutes. So 300 so you're, penalty you're minutes. You're looking for one season of 300 minutes? One player in, since 2010 has had 300 penalty minutes. Wow. I know you know the player. Yeah. So it's a player that you know. Yeah. But it's, it's amazing how... Penalty minutes have completely just fallen yeah. since then. Uh, Colton Orr? It is not Colton Orr. George Peros? Not George Peros. Milan Lucic? Uh, I like to guess a Milan Lucic. It was a player that played. Like, he had a role, but he also, like, you know, you know he, he did that too. But David he, Clarkson? Not David Clarkson. That's a good one too. He played, and that's I, I went to check. He played. Chris Neal? He played 82 games that year with the team. He Chris Neal? Not Chris Neal. He's not a like Chris Neal is like I Jared guess. Jared Bull. Oh, Jared Bull. No, not Jared Bull. It's a very Cody uh, McLeod. Nope, not Cody McLeod, who who just put up some uh, pretty uh, penalty minutes. It's a. I feel like giving you another clue. It's not a common name. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, you'll know when you get the answer. Yeah. Uh, but he was very good at one thing that wasn't fighting. He was very very good. He was like elite at it. And it's one of the reasons he was still on the team, but he still dropped the gloves and beat people up. John Scott? Not John Scott. What, what, what did John Scott do with other than that? Uh, being All-Star Game MVP. Yeah, come on. <laughs> no, I don't know. I gave you all the enforcers yeah. I know. All right. Uh, Back-to-back weeks, he I was in, shut out. He, uh, he was in the, uh, fran- uh, the franchise draft. He was one of the goons in the franchise draft. He's one of the goons. Uh, Bugard? Uh, nope. Uh, Riley Cote? And you're going with all the guys that you had? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think you I don't had re- I don't remember the other guys. Yeah, but I, I don't think you them. had him. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota Wild. He was a centerman. Bugard? He was a centerman because he was a face-off specialist. Uh, Kanopka? Xenon Kanopka was the last player. And you know what's crazy? Since 2000, only three players have had. Since the year 2000, only three players have had 200 playing minutes. Yeah, I believe there's a crazy story that John Bartlett told me about Zidon Kanopka, that when he was playing in Syracuse before a playoff game, he put his underwear on his stick and lit it on fire as a torch and came out with it for the pregame warm-up. 
Zinov Kanovka. I want to see that kind of stuff. Know, when I, I do don't AHL know games. if this is true. No, no. But this the story, is a story I remember. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> yeah. Zinov Kanovka. One time he took his underwear. I was there, some and he lit it on fire. Some kind of crazy story like that. All right, Sean. Your pick for the uh, Stanley Cup is the San Jose Sharks. All right. Your question. Yes. How many of the top ten can you name in the Sharks' all-time point scoring? Are you giving me a top ten pop quiz? That's right. A, a uh, Sharks top ten. So I need to know how many in the top ten of the Sharks yes. in their scoring? Yes, all-time. Okay, so uh, Thornton. Number two. Marlowe. One. Uh, let's go with Burns. Uh, five. Okay. Uh, let's go with Owen Olin. Six. Okay. Pat Falloon? Not on the list. No, not Pat Falloon. Strike one. Uh, Pavelski? Number three. Okay. Uh, is Couture down there? Number on the four. He's Couture. So what, I have one through six now? Yes. I don't have seven, eight, nine? Ten. And ten. <laughs> okay. So I have one through six. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Uh, we're scoring for the Sharks. Guys, it's been there a while. Only one, uh, only one remaining that you have is active. Only one is he active on their team? Yes. Is Vlasic in there? Vlasic's number eight. Okay, so now you're missing three retired guys. Three retired yeah. San Jose Sharks. Uh, Timu? No, nope. he wasn't there long enough. No, nope. no. Um, Mike Ricci. I don't know why he's out there in my mind. <laughs> he didn't get enough points. Because he's very ugly. No, no. I'm just. I'm. I'm talking out loud to yeah, sound of the sharks know, I players. So I need and the three retired sharks. Yes. Players that played there a significant amount of time. So I'm missing seven, nine, and ten. Seven, nine, and ten. I'm already happy that I got like the top six. Yeah. For top scoring for the San Jose Sharks. But I asked you more for. The guys like seven, nine, and ten. I know. Obviously, I say top ten because uh, Thornton, Marlowe, Pavelski, those guys are easy. Yeah. But can you dig deep for the San Jose and Sharks. get at least one of these next three guys? <sighs> I give you one clue. One played for the Habs. Okay. One uh, was a Mooch, and uh, one won uh, the Stanley Cup with the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Setaguchi? No. Uh, Chichu? Chichu is okay. uh, number nine. Okay. Uh, so Chichu, and one was a so that was the Mooch. The one played for the Habs. Yeah, played for the Habs. A Sharks yeah, like player. a long time with the Habs. And he was a Sharks player for long enough that he made that many points number with the 10. Sharks. Number ten with the Sharks he, he all was, time. And he played a long time with the Habs. Long time with the Habs. I mean, I have no idea. The guy with the Habs. Vincent Danfus. Okay, yeah. He was in the era that he would have picked up points with the Sharks. And uh, the guy uh, you're missing, Jeff Friesen. Friesen. Jeff Friesen. Jeff Friesen. Yeah, Danfus, I wanted to guess. I kind of forgot. Like, Danfus, I think Leafs, Oilers, Canadians. See, I don't think Oilers at all. No, but I just – I and I know he was he, he was very good with San Jose because he wasn't there too long, but he was very good enough that he was able to yep. be the top ten. All right. There you go. That's your pop quiz. Don't forget, pop quiz is brought to you by 11 Waves. For all your social media needs, check out 11waves.com and let their team make waves for you. A pretty cool team, though. What's that? They're a pretty cool team. Yeah? Yeah. Their team is, is there like 11 people on the team? 
I have no idea. I don't know. I check I, it out. I don't know. They're uh, they're balling though. Yeah, I'll they check. probably they probably have a staff of hundreds. Yeah, I'll check it out at elevenwaves.com. Sure. All right, it's time for the editor headlines. Brought to you by Played Against Sports Kirkland, twenty nine seventy three St. Charles. Yiko, Jack Yiko. Editor headlines. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Wow. And I uh, need to get a hearing aid. Can we uh, do that again, please? Editor headlines. (laughs) Uh, I say you leave it in both times. (laughs) Uh, I love Play It Again. This is so good. Uh, For all your sporting goods needs, uh, go check it out. Uh, Say hi to Keith and Gerard for us. 2973 St. Charles in Kirkland. Play It Again Sports. And name drop us. Yes. Please do when you go. Especially me. No, no, no. Name drop me more. I think my name gets you more. I don't think so. Go there twice. I still go there every Saturday. Go there twice. Name drop me, Sean Campbell, and then name drop Mitch and see w- what gets you more. Keith actually calls the uh, calls it the Mitch Gallo discount when you when you get hooked up by me. Yeah. yeah. How did how did Mitch Gallo get the discount? From Keith. From me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get uh, let's get started here with editor headlines. Sean, my first one has to do with the fact that uh, James Neal has uh, seven goals on the season and uh, was acquired in a trade with the Calgary Flames for Milan Lucic. Oh yeah, I like this story. This is a great story. So my headline reads: Edmonton with the steal, James Neal. Not bad. I saw I, I saw that going around social media. I'm not saying that you took it from there. But I'm just saying I saw that one. No, going the one that was going around, and I wanted to use it, but I didn't, was uh, the real deal, James Neal. I heard it was the real steal, James Neal. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. So, uh, All right, uh, uh, big week. Uh, most of mine revolve around the Montreal Canadiens. A big week for uh, Yoel Armia, scoring some big goals, right? Leading yeah, the Montreal yeah, yeah. Canadiens in goals early on in the season. And uh, when he had that two-goal night, a lot of people were a little shocked. A power play, a short-handed. A lot of people were saying, Mama Armia. Mama Mia. <laughs> it's kind of like Sean R. Campbell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mama Armia. That was, that was all right. Yeah. All right, Sean. Uh, my second headline has to do with the fact that uh, Braden Point returned to the Tampa Bay Lightning this week after yes. offseason hip surgery. He comes back and he scores twice and picks it up an assist in a 7-3 victory in his first game back. The headline reads, getting right to the point. All right. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens made uh, a couple changes on their blue line when they faced the Buffalo Sabres. And Fleury and Kulak were out, and Folin and Riley came in. And after the game, a lot of people thought Mike Riley played pretty well and deserved to stay into the, the game. So my headline following that game was, Mike was Riley good. <laughs> That was pretty good. Nice try. I thought it was, you know, cool that good. No, Sean, you know, we've been <laughs> we've been paying attention uh, to the rookies. Yes. Uh, in the NHL, and uh, Capo Caco of uh, the New York Rangers doesn't have a goal yet. Everyone's wondering he's supposed to be a big time oh, goal scorer. I can't wait for this he one. He doesn't have a goal yet. So my headline reads: Capo is playing like crapo. Uh, What about Capo Caca? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yeah. 
I should probably take that one, but yeah, it's probably better than this one. All right. I actually, uh, I'm sitting this way. Usually sometimes I, I, I go back in my tweets, but I, I kind of, this was a tweet I tweeted out. And I'm going to use it for editor headlines. But this got way too many retweets and likes than I ever thought. I was expecting it was a tweet that was going to have three likes and maybe a retweet from somebody that I like was like, why are you retweeting this? Okay. But Thomas Tatar has been taking a lot of penalties. Has he not? He has been. He's been taking a lot of penalties. Yep. And he's been spending a lot of time uh, in the penalty box. So my headline would read, tuna in a can is much better than tuna in a box. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that got so much love on social media. I Neither saw that. Neither did I. I was like, why? I, like, I thought I used it. I was like, that was a. that's not that great. I'm like, oh, Sean. No, but I knew it was bad. <laughs> you know when I write my editor headlines, sometimes I write yeah. some that I know that are bad, like Mike was Riley good. I know it's bad, okay? <laughs> I understand that it's bad. But that one, that tweet, I knew was bad. I was like, wow. Yep. I was like, too many people like this. Even like Dan Robertson liked it. I was like, Dan, no, Dan, no, Dan, Dan, don't like it. No. You don't need to like everything. No, Dan, just this podcast, the Hotopo, <laughs> with Campbell and Gallo. <laughs> All right, a uh, couple more for you. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks named uh, Bo Horvat as their new captain. Uh, I have a headline about that. My headline reads: Captain Hor. That. <laughs> 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 Ah, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy was like, I'm not even going to let you finish. I'm not even going to let you <laughs> I finish. I was actually waiting as long as I possibly could. All right. Uh, hey, look, uh, great start for Jesperi Kakayemi, who didn't score on the road all last season. And early, he goes out and gets a pair, right? On the road, three games to start the road for the Montreal Canadiens. Jesperi Kakayemi ends up with two. So my headline reads, Kakayemi bangs in a couple on the road. <laughs> you love it. You love Captain Whore. Yeah, I also had uh, KK scoring on the road. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I was one or the other, but I kind of like the bangs in yeah. a couple. So uh, I have. Uh, <laughs> You've been on the road with me before, yeah, Gallo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have one more. Uh, last week, Leafs, yes. Leafs Habs. And. Uh, uh, Alex Kerfoot uh, cross-checks Shea Weber, takes yes. a penalty, and then he's mouthing off to the official. And then after the game, he says, uh, it was a penalty, I shouldn't have done that. Right? So my headline reads, Kerfoot and mouth. Who's the pitcher that had uh, foot and mouth disease? Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, kids, uh, Thor. Yeah, kids, kids have that sometimes. It's just yeah. really weird when... Adults have it. Uh, my final one, <laughs> uh, When uh, uh, if you're just looking at the early start of the Montreal Canadian season, uh, which defenseman do you think has struggled the most? That has played in all the games. That has played in all the games. Probably uh, Mete. Yeah. So my headline reads, bad meat spoils game. Victor meat or Mete? Bad meat makes you crapo. <laughs> <laughs> like Kako. <laughs> <laughs> And that is Editor Headlines, brought to you by our good friends at Play to Good Sports Kirkland, 2973 St. Charles in Kirkland, corner Hymas. And make sure you name drop Mitch Gallo or Sean Campbell. It's the way to, you know, just to make sure that they know that you care. That's right. Here on the Hotopo, the Hot Topic podcast, where sometimes we go a little random. Let's do it. You stupid idiot. I heard that. You're supposed to. 
Random sports thoughts. It's pretty much anything that's on our mind. If you have any random sports thoughts, please uh, send them our way. At Sean R. Campbell at Mitch Y. Gallo. I go first on this one. Yes. I love that like first week with the NHL package when you could watch whenever you want. Because I don't normally have the NHL package. I'm always working. Or I'm at the station where I can watch any game anyways. And if I really want to watch a game, you know. You know, Mitch. If you really want to watch a game, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. I know how to find games. Yes, you do. When there's a certain game that I really want to watch and I'm flipping through, there's a game I'm going to watch. But I'm flipping through the channels and I'm like, ah, oh, I want to watch Dallas. And I watch Dallas a lot. And I know it's been a long time. But man, it gets me thinking. I love watching Alex Radulov play hockey. There's and I know I've said this before, and I've said it to you, and I've said it a million times over, and I know what I would have offered him for the Canadians. And I'm not saying the Canadians, oh, they missed out. This is not that. I'm just saying there are certain hockey players that I love watching. You know the list. Yeah. Alex Radulov, with how much fun he's having on the ice all the time, is a pleasure to watch play hockey. I My eyes gravitate to him on the ice. He may not even have the puck. I love watching him play hockey. There's so many players that I love, but, man, he's near the top of the list. I'm also a big fan. I know you are. Your favorite Montreal Canadian of all time? That's right. Alex Radulov? For me? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Gallagher's, Gra- Gallagher's pretty high on the list. Yeah, now. you know who's uh, my favorite uh, Montreal Canadian of all time? Valerie Bure. No. Come on. <laughs> I, you almost had it with the V. Uh, yeah? Oh, Vladimir Malikov. <laughs> yeah. He was the greatest player ever to play hockey. Ever. All right. Tron, uh, my when, he tried, uh, when he tried. Random sports thought number one. Serge, Serge uh, Savard uh, drafted Turner Stevenson over Marty Broder. Oh, yeah, that whole thing with you and French and hockey, yeah. Uh, by the way, let me just I, say this. I didn't this. say anything about French. I, yeah, all I, I know, said but is I my saw, random sports saw, thought is. I saw you on Twitter and you and. No, no, no. Going at uh, it. When you, when, when uh, before this is. Uh, posted, you you censor his name. Oh, okay. Okay? Just sure. beep it out, please. You, so you want me to censor? I want you to bleep it. When I say... Now twice. Okay. Yes. Got just it. bleep it. All right. So here here's the thing. Uh, when I saw you go through that, and it, this stems from Timon Arpar with Sarah Savard and his message, I do think there was a little miscommunication with what he was saying because I feel like what he was saying was true. He's saying the people of Quebec will let you win it will let you have as many English people as you want, like no French people on your team, no Fr- Quebecers on your team, if you win. If you don't win and you don't have Quebecers, you'll hear from the people. And that's what he said. That was his message to Mark Bergevin. And, and then he joked at the end. He's like, well, uh, he, he heard me, but he didn't listen. And then they all went, ha, 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 and then went to commercial. <laughs> I, okay, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. But, but but the point is, I think people kind of got lost in translation. What he was saying is true. I've lived in Quebec my whole life. The the general public of Quebec, you will not hear from them about French and English if you win and you have zero Quebecers. But if you lose and you don't have any, they'll bring it up. And I think that's what he was trying to say. And then it got blown into this whole thing, and I understand what your random sports lot was. Yes. I just, I, I feel like, you know, plus I love Serge. Anyways, do you want me, are you done? Yeah. So that was your thought and got a lot out of me. Yeah, well, I was only saying that he drafted Turner Stevenson over Marty Bruder. Uh, so the Canadians have uh, got a tweet from Keith Kincaid, right? His first emoji tweet. And everybody was making a big deal about it. Oh, his emoji tweet. I'm going to tell you this. I expected more. 
I was a little disappointed. Like, I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> and I understood it. Yeah. I thought maybe I uh, shouldn't. I didn't understand so much of it. Oh, I understood everything about it. I didn't. I totally did. Jimmy, where's the music? There it Thank is. Thank you. I'm just saying, I was disappointed in the tweet. <laughs> My uh, random sports thought number two. I loved seeing Sidney Crosby stand up for himself and fight Pierre-Luc Dubois. Was but he standing up for himself or Gensel? Uh, Gensel. Yeah. But man, I hated seeing Sidney Crosby stand up for Gensel and fight Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah. He, he, with that team, with those injuries, don't, don't, don't fight. No, just don't, don't fight. Don't, 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 don't fight. This is, uh, this is a big time. I mean, this could be if if Penguins make the playoffs with the amount of injuries, that might be a MVP time again for Sidney Crosby. I still think he's that good. I still think I don't care how old he is. Time is not passing by. Uh, my final round of sports slot. I never thought the New Jersey Devils were going to be good. I know you didn't. I, everyone's like, oh, look at the moves that they made. They got the first round pick. And, I just, and, I, and I'm not saying it's, you know, it's still very early in the season, but they look awful. They do. They look awful. And I never thought they were going to be close to being good. And we're going to see what happens. I'm curious about how, what's, how this is going to play out for the Devils. But uh, I know that they had a lot of hype. I, they're probably going to be improved. But I never thought that they were going to be good or close to a playoff spot. I'm just going to stick with that. Okay. And uh, my last random sports thought. Mm -hmm. I want to play a little game here. Oh, I like games. Okay. Uh, so don't say anything for a second. Oh, okay. I'm not good at I'm going to ask a question. Don't answer it. Okay. The question for the random sports thought is, who on the Montreal Canadiens would be most likely to do what Kasperi Kapanen did against the Canadians when he was playing for the Leafs, throwing his stick and causing a penalty shot. Now, what I want to do is I'm going to count to three, and we are going to blurt out who we think the most likely to do that on the Habs roster would be. Okay? We're going to go first and last name. Okay? And I'm going to take Mike Riley out of the equation since he almost did it. <laughs> and I wrote this question before that happened. You follow? Okay. All right. So you understand what we're doing? Yes. Okay. You have somebody in mind? Uh, so one player. Most likely to do what Kapanen did, throw his stick and cause a penalty shot. I, I have a name, but he's not on the Habs anymore, but go ahead. What do you mean he's not on the Habs anymore? Just go ahead. I, I got a name. It's fine. Okay. One, two, Three. Arturi Lekkinen. Oh, I for sure thought we'd be on the same page. I, I did. I don't think I said Domi right, though. <laughs> no, you said it weird. Because I think you thought I was going to say Max Domi. I Domi's. totally thought you were going to say Max Domi. Uh, I, thought, I thought your whole thing was because Max Domi was the one making fun of Kapanen. No, okay, I yeah. got you. Well, come on. They, you know who I'm thinking about. No, I was just thinking, who is most absent-minded on the team? I don't think Arturi Lekkinen is absent-minded. Uh, were you thinking Lars Eller? 100% I was but thinking he, Lars like, Eller. But Lekkinen's like the new no, Lars Eller, No, man. no, 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 yeah. no. They're different. They're different. Lars Eller and Lekkinen are not the same people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if you think they are, let us know. At Sean R. Campbell, Mitch Weigel. That's random sports thoughts. Sorry, I just thought. I, and I, Max, got Max, I got you. I got you. No, but Max lives in the moment. Max is like, uh, like I can see Max doing like I don't see him what doing what Kapanen did, but I see Max Domi doing what Roger Clemens did. Right, right. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I thought I thought Mike Riley did it again. Yeah, you see that? I know. But he just well he, he just didn't kinda, disrupt the play. No, but he dropped the stick. He didn't throw he it. Kind of threw it. He, he 
casually. Well, he tossed it. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's get into the uh, bull predictions. Bold predictions. <laughs> Boom. Bold predictions. <laughs> Brought to you by BetOnline.ag. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bowl predictions. Would you like to go first? Or would you like uh, to go, go first? first. Uh, Sean. Yes. Uh, at the re- time this podcast is recorded, uh, James Neal of the Edmonton Oilers has seven goals. Yes. James Neal has more goals than Milan Lucic will have. Oh, so like Milan will not even get to seven this year? That's right. Okay, gotcha. Like in October, like, right this, now. Yeah. James Neal already has more goals than Milan Lucic will have all year. You gotta, you gotta write these down because there's a lot of things that are gonna last a long time. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. By the way, my bold prediction uh, uh, currently is uh, Jordan Wheels 55 points. We're uh, one for 55 so yeah. far. And what do you got today? Uh, today is a bold prediction. Uh, the leader on the Montreal Canadiens in goals is Yoel Armia. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Yoel Armia. I say by the time October is done, the 31st. After the game on the 31st in Vegas. They play in ha- on Halloween in Vegas? Yes. Yoel Armia will still lead the team in goals. That is my bold prediction. Okay. That's bold enough for me. That works for you? Yep. All right. Mitch? Yes. Uh, episode two of the Hotopo. Yep. Just like that. Quick wrap. Anything else you want to put out there? No. Just we need a, we need a title for the podcast. A title. You know, Dave always asks us what the title is, and I oh. really want it to be. Uh, I really wa- no. That's what it was last uh, week, Jimmy. I, I want to. I want it to be Caco Crapo. That's what I want to. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I was just about to say. Capo is Crapo. <laughs> uh, once again, uh, Sean, thank you. Uh, thank you to Jimmy G for working overtime, and of course, uh, thanks to our uh, title sponsors, Club CDL and Aviva in the West Island. Ah, uh, yeah. Stop! Kyle! Well, how's that for your entertainment value? Vince and Sean, you guys are the greatest duo. VBF. Uh, uh.